Let's talk about a struggle many of us know all too well, losing weight. Remember those days when everyone was on a juice cleanse or just basically hangry all the time? That was no fun for anyone. Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to shed those pounds. Today, I want to introduce you to Row Body. It's not your typical weight loss program. Instead of all the gimmicks, they offer access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. But here's the real deal. They pair these shots with simple lifestyle changes, helping you lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Plus, over 200,000 people have already seen results with Robody. So what sets Robody apart? The support. They handle all the insurance stuff for you and give you access to a provider whenever you need them. And the best part, you can sign up online from home, no doctor's appointments and no waiting rooms. Say goodbye to those days of hangry juice cleanses. With Robody, losing weight is straightforward and sustainable. Take that first step today and say hello to a healthier, happier you. Kickstart your weight loss journey the right way and head to ro.co slash I do. That's ro.co slash I-D-O. Sign up today for just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Remember, medication costs are separate. That's row.co slash I do. Hey, Love Tribe. Today's episode is brought to you by one of my personal favorites, Cozy Earth. They've got something special for all the mothers out there. So anyone who wants to shower the special woman in their lives with love and the comfort they deserve, listen up. Hands down, Cozy Earth has the best sheets, bedding, pajama sets, and more. So today, I'm excited to share that Relationship Advice listeners get an exclusive 35% off discount. Simply go to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do at checkout. The first time I tried their bamboo sheets, I was blown away. The comfort level is insane. I just love slipping into their seriously soft and cool sheets after a long day. And for a mom who knows that the struggle of sleep deprivation is real. Cozy Earth's temperature regulating technology has been a lifesaver. No more waking up sweating or freezing. But what really sold me is the quality of the bamboo sheets. They are by far the most comfortable sheets I have ever slept in. They are made to last years, which they have. I think at this point, I have about six sets of them. And they have a 100-night sleep free trial and a 10-year warranty. So you know you're getting something that is going to stick around. So if you're ready to prioritize your sleep health and treat yourself or the mom in your life to the luxury she deserves, head on over to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do for an exclusive 35% off because every mom deserves a good night's sleep. And with Cozy Earth, you can finally get the rest you need. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's show, where I welcome Amy Baldwin and April Lampert. 
And Amy is a sex and relationship coach trained in both the Somatica and Hakomi method, certified sex educator, lead educator for Uberlube, as well as co-owner of a mother-daughter owned online pleasure boutique called Pure Pleasure Shop. In April is a certified sex educator and leading figure in the sex toy industry since 2008. And both Amy and April have a podcast called Shameless Sex and also have a book out under the same name, Shameless Sex. And today, Amy, April, and I talk about how to become a better lover and how to know what I want in bed or what feels good. And these guys have tons of interesting little tidbits and information and experience in talking about sex and educating others about sex. So there's a lot of really great actionable tips that are going to improve your sex life. They're going to help you get in touch with your sexuality more if you're single or if you're in a relationship and apply it and improve your life. Again, whether you're in a relationship or not, you're going to find a lot of value in today's conversation. I really enjoyed it with Amy and April. They're tons of fun, very vibrant and bubbly, which is always great. And and I, I love to have that energy. It gets me excited for conversations like these. As always, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Enjoy today's show. Hi, Amy and April. Thanks so much for joining me on the show today. Hey, Jay. Thank you for having us. Happy to be here. I'm super excited to talk to you guys. I told you in the pre-show that I saw your podcast years ago. You're huge in the sex and relationship space and online. You guys have a new book. It's very exciting to have you on the show today and have a conversation around, of course, sexuality. And today we're going to focus on how to become a better lover and understanding what we want in the bedroom. But I thought we could start by having you tell our listeners why you guys love the space that you're in so much. And then we'll dive into our conversation. Ooh, why we love talking about sex to complete strangers 24-7. <laughs> Not 24-7. Uh, let's Not see. In my sleep, maybe sometimes. Yeah. I'm out dildo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sleepwalking for the dildos. Uh, so um, I, the short version would be I'm a self-identified wounded healer. Um, meaning uh, when I was a teenager, I did not understand sexuality. Uh, and it was so confusing. I didn't understand my body. I didn't understand orgasms. I was having sex with people, not having orgasms. I heard that sex is supposed to feel good and be fun and playful or even just hands on genitals. I heard all these great things. Wasn't happening for me. Um, and so when I went to school, I took a human sexuality class and I loved every second of it uh, because it was fun to learn about. Um, even with like the, the, my, the teacher, I swear it was like made it sound like a very dry, boring topic, but I loved it. Uh, and I was learning about my body and, um, and, and, and sexuality in general. I was like, well, if I'm going to go to school for something for X amount of years, I might as well go to school for something I love and that I get to learn from, for my own life, right? Like it's something that only benefits and helps me uh, as well as the world. And so I decided to venture on that path. Um, and my short version of it would be, I opened up a sex shop with my mom in 2008. Uh, yes, mother, daughter, dildo shop, not just dildos, but sex shop in Santa Cruz, California, um, which we still have online called Pure Pleasure Shop. Uh, then I became a sex educator, a sex and relationship coach. Uh, started working in the on the manufacturing side or as a brand rep for uh, a particular lube company called Uber Lube, which I think is some of the best lube ever. Mm. Uh, and um, 
and I'll let April tell kind of her piece there. But then we came to get, we always knew we, we've been friends since 2006. So we were friends even before all this. Uh, but we always knew we'd do, we would, we would have, we have some like passion project or creation. We didn't know what it would be. Uh, and then we guested on Sex with Emily in 2017 on her podcast. And we, she, April's going through a divorce. I was going through some heartache. Uh, and we're like, let's, let's start a podcast. We loved our dynamic. Emily liked our dynamic too. Um, we're chip and dip or, um, sometimes she's fire and I'm water. I don't know. It depends on the day. And, um, and the rest is, is history. Then we went on to do this podcast for now. Are we at seven years or six years? I think it's six, six plus years, like six and a half years, seven next year. Yeah. And spent two, of two, over two years writing a book that is now out. April, tell us about it. <laughs> tell us what you won. Well, yeah. uh, as Amy said, she was totally in the, um, immersed herself in the field of human sexuality. I was uh, pre-law. I studied environmental law and science. And so definitely nothing about sex or sexuality. And I was quite shy when there were conversations around sex. I'm a very open person, though, when it comes to talking to people in general. I love learning about people. I love talking to them. And Amy asked me to uh, be the manager because we were waitresses together and uh, became really close friends. And she's like, I'm opening the sex shop and I want you to manage. And I was like, I don't even I've never worked in retail. I don't even own a vibrator. She's like, just just trust. Me. I think you're going to be good at this. And so I started working in uh, the retail side while I was studying for my uh, LSATs and fell in love with talking to people about sex. And it was a sex positive boutique. Now, as Amy said, it moved online. But within that, I had to learn about um, all the sex positive ways, meaning watching instructional videos, uh, talking about consent, uh, reading books, and then attending workshops. I didn't have to. No one forced me, but I wanted to. And it just opened up this, this vast world of, wow, sex is so unique to each individual. Orgasm is so important. I knew what orgasm was, uh, but I didn't know that there was so many different ways that you could have orgasms in relationships with self. And so um, I ended up getting um, uh, becoming the director of sales for a German um, sex toy manufacturer out of that. Totally did not pursue my dreams, thankfully, of becoming a lawyer to fight, you know, uh, big polluting oil companies uh, that were that were fucking up the planet. Um, still passionate about that. However, I feel like sexuality is important for everyone to make the planet a better place. So in some way, I am saving the world. Um, and yeah, I think the podcast has just lit us, both of us up, our lives up from the moment we first bought our microphones and started talking to each other and then um, answering sex questions. And I feel like I did find my life's calling. And yeah, Amy was kind of, um, she kind of, guided me there. And I, I never would have thought in my 20s, uh, my early 20s or my teenage self that um, with all the shame I carried that I would ever teach people about sex and relationships. But now here we are. We're with you, Chase, right here. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, thank you for sharing your stories. I think it's helpful for listeners to understand like people like yourselves that are experts weren't born that way. And, and you fell into it and, and you were learning yourself. And uh, a lot of our listeners are tuning in to learn. And so who better to do it from than you guys in this space? I'm excited to, to start with helping people understand how to become a better lover. And so that is, I don't say charge, but that's, that's a big topic and area, but certainly something that, that everyone I think would like to do. So where would you guys start with someone who's like, 
Yeah. You know, I feel like I've never really even thought about this area. I don't consider myself super sexual, but I want to learn. Where would you start with them? Okay. So uh, I'll start by saying never stop learning, right? Because even if you have the same monogamous partner and you're in a long-term relationship, sometimes that, uh, not sometimes, most of the time, it can stray off, right? People change, bodies change, uh, we evolve as humans, um, situations change, and that can all affect our sexuality. So never stop learning about yourself and about your partner, meaning about what your body's doing, what um, tapping into yourself. And we talk a lot about um, self-pleasure. And some people might think masturbation is um, only for those that aren't partnered or or it's a stress reliever or it can be all of those things. But at the same time, it can really help you tap into that becoming a better lover because becoming a better lover is honoring yourself as much as it is honoring your partner's pleasure. And um, yeah, there's a lot of conversations that are involved, but I'll start there because I know Amy um, has a, a ton to add to this. When I think of my best lovers, uh, I think one thing that was uh, a very, very common theme is that they were very present for um, the experience with me. Uh, they were really showing up in a way where I feel like they were paying attention to my body and to their body simultaneously, which is an art, everyone. It's easier said than done. And I think one tip that April talks about on our podcast all the time is to be a great lover, uh, it, it's really helpful to have a meditation practice. Uh, and it sounds like there's completely separate things, right? Like meditating, what are you talking about? It's like focusing on my breath and it's not even erotic. But uh, meditation teaches us to be more present and to to stay in presence and not get distracted by the thoughts in our head and, and in our minds. And so for some, if someone says, I want to become the best lover ever, I would suggest taking up a meditation practice, you can make it erotic one too, but just any meditation practice will be helpful. And then when you're engaging with partners, really paying attention to their bodies, the sensations, not the thoughts in your mind, like, do they love me? Do they like me? Am I doing this right? That's your mind. That is that is not presence. That's taking you out of presence. More so, okay, they're trembling. There's, you know, their cheeks are a little rosy. Their genitals are getting more swollen. They're making this sound. So the sound sounds like they're enjoying it. So I'm gonna keep doing what I'm doing. Uh, or, or maybe they're really quiet. So I'm gonna check in with them. But you're following the thread of your lover's experience. And hopefully they're doing the same with you. And that makes for some really great sexual experiences. Oh, wait, I have one other piece to add to that because... Uh, also, each lover is different than the next or the last. So, or lovers. So never assume that something that you maybe did to a partner past that the, this, this singular oral trick that got them every time her or him, whoever it was uh, on. And then you're trying it with a, a, a like a, a partner that you have now and it's not working and you start to get in your head. Um, and I think the uniqueness of each body and individual is really important to take into account. So never make assumptions. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, those are um, huge building blocks to um, your path to becoming a better lover for sure. And it's showing up with curiosity, not yeah. just for new partners. If you've been even been the same person for 10 years, every time you are with that person, whether it's a sexual context or not, being really curious about who they are now, who they are today, what is their mind, body, and spirit need or desire today? Because it's always changing. April, you mentioned not making assumptions. And 
I was just thinking about tuning in and being present with your partner's body, but also not assuming like, oh, they're making this sound or they're doing this. Obviously, you know, if they're moaning and it seems like they like it, we could assume that they like it. But I, I'm just thinking of a partner who I'm with and I really enjoy kissing her neck and it seems like she likes it. Now I know she likes it, but mm-hmm. it, the first couple of times it's all new, right? And so I can make an assumption and say, okay, this is being received well. And it it seemed like it was, but I want to highlight the importance of communication, you know, after. And so I said, hey, tell me about that. Like, how does that feel for you? Are you really liking that? Because there's also an edge there because it it seemed like you're liking it, but it's also a little bit uncomfortable. Uh, Tell me. And I was right, but I'm not saying I'm always right, but it's just so interesting because like you said, everyone's different. And we can be reading the signs and and we want to be tuned in, but it's so important to to actually have communication around it. So can you guys talk a little bit about that? Right. Absolutely. Communication as as much as we hear it all the time. It's it's not it's it's a buzzword almost at this point where it's like, oh, communication again. <laughs> and it's important on both realms. So your partner might enjoy the neck kissing now, but it could tickle and feel right, right like uh, too intense at some point in the future. You never know. I believe that it's important as a partner as well. So as a receiver, for instance, to continuously, you don't have to um, repetitively, if it seems like uh, overkill, give uh, signs that you like something, but you can say something to the effect of that feels so good when when you're enjoying something. Um, and if you're the, the giver, uh, periodically checking in, especially if you're changing things. And I like to drop in with communication that's that's more or less uh, um, more touch than than conversations while I'm in the bedroom, taking those conversations out of the bedroom is really important. Because if you're if you're not liking something, um, you can be like, yo, next time, instead of that ear biting thing, like you like, I I will kind of shift the hand or the or the face down using my hands to be like, here, um, maybe kiss my nipples or you don't you don't know until you're in the moment what you're actually going to enjoy there's certain things that i know i like i'm like choke me oh yeah <laughs> she right? does like a good i choking. do like a good choking um, in, in very safe. so the nuances are important but also i think from giver and receiver to have that communication mm-hmm. as you mentioned chase that is so important in our book we talk about the distinction between small asks and big asks uh, and I think that that's really helpful because if you make a big ask when people are, when you're naked and it feeling very vulnerable, it might lead to a triggering experience or some defensiveness. So a small ask to me would be like someone's touching my nipples and I'm, I'm staying present with the sensations. Okay. Finger on my nipples. Ooh, kind of, I don't really like exactly what they're doing, but I don't want to shame. They're like, ow, you're doing this wrong. You know, I don't want to, that's not going to be helpful. They probably won't want to touch my nipples again. Uh, and that creates shame in them. Um, so instead of small asking me something in the moment of, hey, I'm I'm loving your hands on my breast. And what I love even more is if you touched more gently or slowly. Um, a big ask might be like, so I'd like to open up a relationship and have a threesome with someone. How are you feeling about that? Probably not something to do like mid-sex or, or, like- or right after or post-sex. <laughs> like, wow. So understanding the difference between these things that one might be more potentially triggering. Our book also has something called the Connect Formula. It's an acronym 
for various ways uh, or steps on how you can have the more challenging conversations around like those big asks. So if I want to talk to a partner about uh, wanting more sex, less sex, opening our relationship up, taking a break in our relationship, relationship, changing some sort of dynamic that could be potentially heavy or having a conversation about past hurt. Um, that is more of the big ask uh, arena. And so we have a whole formula on how to do that. And the last thing I wanted to say with what you were saying, Chase, uh, a lot of people are cultured to, to be performative in the bedroom uh, and make sounds that might not actually resemble how they're feeling. And I think porn has a really um, a strong effect uh, or influence on that. I've actually been, I don't want to say guilty because it's not, I'm not ashamed of it, but I've noticed that I have had that in my life for many years. And I didn't really notice until my 30s. I'm now 38. I was like, oh yeah, the sounds I am making sounds like I'm having so much pleasure right now. And it actually, I'm either feeling like April said ticklish or or uncomfortable, or maybe it's just like, okay, but it sounds, to them, it probably sounds like I'm having a blast. And that just, that doesn't help me. It doesn't help anyone. It maybe helps their ego, my partner's ego for a minute, but then they keep doing the thing that doesn't really work for me. So I'm not helping them. And I'm not helping myself because I keep doing the thing that's not really working for me. So if you're not aware of that in yourself to pay attention to the sounds that you're making and notice when it might not really match what you're feeling um, could actually be really powerful. And you can even out it to your partner. Like, hey, I noticed that I, I make this sound and I've been doing this for like two years. Uh, and it's just like a computer program in me. And I'm actually realizing it doesn't match how I'm feeling. So I'm going to try to like, you might, you might notice I'm more quiet in the future. It's nothing personal. It's just me being aware of this process. I use that tapping method. We interviewed Dr. Allison Ash, who's a genius. And she talks about, because sometimes communicating can be really difficult. And so with my partner, I we talked about this outside the bedroom. I'm like, if I really like something, I'll like tap you four times. Mm -hmm. If I don't, I'll probably squeeze you or I'll, I'll have a different method or I'll like tap you once quickly. Like there are different methods you can create with your partner that you just have to communicate them almost it's like right it, it's it's safety because then they can change up their their um rhythm or their approach um but it's also um helpful if you can't find the words in the moment when you're when you're getting when you're getting down we get busy before we continue on we're going to take a short break to tell you about our sponsors do you want to know one of my favorite meals it's a slice of toasted bread with tomato, mozzarella, basil, olive oil, salt and pepper, and a little drizzle of balsamic glaze. Makes my heart happy. It's so simple. It's so delicious. And I love that all the ingredients get to show off their individual flavors. I used to eat it all the time as my easy go-to meal. And then all of a sudden, there was a ton of messaging out there telling me that I shouldn't eat carbs and that I shouldn't eat bread and that bread is bad. And I hate to admit it, but I cut out bread entirely for the longest time. And it wasn't until recently that I started to understand that not all bread is created equal. Hero Bread makes those same delicious favorites free of consequences or compromises. They've remade carby, empty calorie bread products into fluffy, delicious versions that include no net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and fewer calories, plus protein and fiber. I highly recommend that you give their bread a try. They're giving relationship advice listeners 10% off when you visit Hero dot co and use the code I do at checkout. 
I was so excited to discover Hero Bread. It's truly amazing. And they've made a product that is tasty and soft while having zero to one grams of net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and high in fiber. I'm not going to lie. Their white bread is so good, and it makes the best tomato and mozzarella sandwich. Last week, Stella and I were back in Florida visiting our family, and we all walked to the lake, and the only bread we had in the house was Hero Bread. So we grabbed a slice, walked to the lake, and by the time we got there, Stella had eaten the whole piece of bread and, of course, wanted more. So the poor ducks didn't get any Hero Bread, but Stella did. Since I had cut out bread for a while, every time I ate low-quality bread, my body felt bad. It felt bloated and I didn't feel great. But with Hero Bread, I feel good after eating it, which makes my life so much easier because now I can go back to my easy grab and go sandwiches when I'm on the run. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code I do at checkout. That's I do at H E R O dot C O. When you work full-time, have kids, and run a podcast, it's hard to make time for a multiple-step skincare protocol. That's why I'm excited to tell you about today's sponsor, OneSkin. Their products make it easy to keep your skin healthy while looking and feeling your best. Let me repeat it. They make it easy... No complicated routine, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. If you're looking for skincare products that are simple and effective, for a limited time, you'll get an exclusive 15% off your first OneSkin purchase when using the code I do when you check out at oneskin.co. I've been using OneSkin's body lotion for about a month and I've already seen noticeable improvements with small wrinkles and textures on my skin, specifically on the back of my neck and the back of my hands, two places where I get a lot of sun. Plus, my skin looks and feels healthier all around. It's all thanks to OneSkin's revolutionary OS-01 peptide, the first ingredient proven to deactivate aging cells responsible for lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin. Unlike traditional skincare products that only mask symptoms, OneSkin pioneered a new approach integrating tissue engineering and cutting-edge science to enhance skin biology for lasting resilience against aging. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using the code IDO at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with the code IDO. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support your show and tell them we sent you. I love it. It makes me think of taking the power back and and pointing the finger at ourselves because so often in relationships, in sexuality is we can be like, well, what can my partner do? Or they're not reading my mind. And it's like, especially with sex and, and shame and history and that often I feel like we're not taught how to communicate around it or we have shame. And the reality is, is when we get these tools, when we start to communicate more, 
the sex is going to get better when we stop making assumptions, even if the sex is good. Like to me, it's exciting to be like, I want to get to know your body and I'm going to use my intuition and I'm going to read what's going on, um, you know, the the feedback, but I don't want to make too many assumptions and tell me like, let's have a, you know, I've heard it talked about like you have a I don't want to say meeting, but like you have a specific time to to discuss and it doesn't need to be right after, but it can be like later in the afternoon. If you guys connected in the morning, be like, hey, while it's fresh in your mind, you know, let's talk about our connection and, and what went on. And when I choked you, like, how did that feel? Was it too hard? Because I, I, I just feel like in my experience, there's been lots of like, oh, no, it's good. Like, just keep doing what you're doing. But it's like, no, like, I want to know, like, let's get a little bit more specific here, because I feel like it, it's okay. But but let, let's make it better. Mm -hmm. That's when you could do mutual masturbation session too, where you use your hands, and then you pay attention, it can be hot, can be erotic. Uh, but you can be like, okay, let me show you because sometimes telling people can be difficult. And I mean, Amy and I, we speak to people for a living about sex. But even when I'm in the bedroom with my partner, I can't speak for Amy, but sometimes I'm like, I, I don't have I don't have the words. So uh, making sure that you can show them is really helpful. Because as long as you're both kind of, I know it can maybe seem, maybe you don't have to both ma master at the same time, maybe someone can watch and if you're okay with that, that could be cool. Maybe you're both um, one person's blindfolded, the person that's masturbating is blindfolded. So they don't get in their head about their part being watched by their partner, if that's something that is, um, seems intense for them. Uh, so there's different ways that you could play with this, this, um, this how, how to become a better lover for, for, for both yourself and for your partner. Uh, and I, I think that's really good taking the pressure off with the blindfold. And I'm a big fan of what you were talking about. Just I think of them as like as sex life check ins. Uh, and I've worked with couples as, as a, um, a sex and relationship coach where sometimes they are, they decide what, how often they want to do it. They want to do it once a week or is it just sporadically, but usually they don't do it if it's just sporadic, right? So it's like schedule it um, or once a month. And I suggest talking about start with the positive. What's working? What's working really well? What feels really good? Like what's the, in, in our connection here, whether it's sex or just our relationship. And then also what might not be working so well? What are we wanting more of or less of? And then what are we willing to do or open to doing to, to alter that or to what kind of shifts are we going to make? And I think a lot of people don't want to do this because they're afraid to hear they're not a good lover. But instead, instead, you're not going to go in the conversation and say, you're a shitty lover and you're so you're bad at X, Y, and Z. Instead, it's Here's what's really good and what I'm loving and what's working really well. Here's what I'm liking more of. And it doesn't mean anyone's wrong or bad. It's an opportunity to step into a place that will work better for everyone. And your ego might feel a little bruised. You might feel a little uncomfortable and you will survive. It is okay as long as people are being kind and not shaming each other. And then more the sex just gets better. So sometimes we do need to talk about the things that aren't so shiny to get to the shiny stuff. Can you talk a little bit specifically of what a mutual masturbation practice would look like so so that someone could apply that because I think that's such, it's great to talk about it and we want to do that but the experiential aspect uh, seems like it would be really helpful oh mutual masturbation 
Yeah. Um, so yeah. I, I, April and I love mutual masturbation and I think that you can do it in a lot of different ways. Um, and like April said, it's sometimes it can be like the spotlight thing, like, oh my God, oh my God, they're watching me. But this is why it's great when both people are, are touching themselves at the same time. Some people like to be watched, right? You know, if you're an exhibitionist, you might be down to just be touching yourself and have your partner watch you. But for a lot of people, that can be a bit much. Um, so you're setting the scene of, you know, whatever this looks like. I'm, I'm big on discussing before what the container, you know, what the experience will look like. You know, are we just using our hands and ourselves? Are we, uh, are we going to engage with each other after? Is that even on the table? Sex toys out that you can, yeah, you can utilize. You can grab one. It might be helpful for a lot of people to just, if it's your first time, just make it about mutual masturbation and not about actually going to engage with each other after. Uh, because then you can really focus on your body while paying attention and watching what, you, what your partner is doing with their body, which can be really hot. Like for me, when my partner and I do this, watching him stroke his cock while I'm touching my my pussy gets me more turned on than just me touching my pussy. Because I'm like, oh my God, his hand on his yeah. cock is and so And I make mental hot. notes. I'm like, wow, he oh, goes okay. a lot faster yeah, doing than that. I. Right. So yeah. it's yeah, totally. I, I love that. And then another thing I would suggest is when you're setting the scene there ahead of time negotiating, um, to get rid of the pressure of performance, I would suggest not making orgasm a goal. Like, okay, we're definitely going to touch ourselves to the point where we come or orgasm. Because you might, if you're not, say your partner comes and then you don't, you might be like, oh no, I need to now, I need to hurry it up. It might completely block you. It might put you in your head. So instead, let's touch ourselves and to have our own wonderful experiences with no goals to see where we'll go. Um, but also let's, we're doing this so we can like, you know, watch each other and, and, and learn and be turned on. And if orgasm happens, it's a bonus, but we're not looking for this end point in the road to say, okay, we completed, we're good people. We did a great job. Yeah. I've, I found it super helpful if, uh, my partner takes my hand and puts it on hers while she's pleasuring herself. And then I can get a very detailed idea of pressure, huge thing. And as well as, you know, repetition, speed, like all the motion. It's like, that's really, again, talking is super valuable, but it's like, it's almost, it's as close as we can get to being, let's say inside of them, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) being them and really get a lot of data that can help us be a better lover to them. Yeah. A hundred percent. And remember if you're using the hands Always use lube. Mm-hmm. For some reason, sometimes you don't think about the membranes, especially if you're a, if you have a vulva and there's a penis under touching. My my partner sometimes forgets, and I'm like, whoa, 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 we need lube mm-hmm. because I like I prefer external stimulation, clitoral stimulation over just penetration. And I think um, some partners, like uh, you know, some penis only partners that I've been with before, just assume that um, their their penis works like my vulva. And I'm like, no, my vulva won't just like, just be wet automatically. And the lube just helps make everything feel better. Mm-hmm. So having some and and for touching penises too. Mm-hmm. I'm all about that. Just skin on skin's great, but it just helps everything flow better. So that's just, um, that's a side note for you. And for anyone listening, that's we like, love, oh we yeah. We love our lube over here. I hear so many people be like, I don't need lube. And I'm like, why would I need what? that? No. Yeah, maybe yeah. they it's haven't just used there it to, make things to know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I want to talk about understanding what we want. But before we move on, and again, this could be a whole podcast series, but uh, are there any other things that, that you would like to highlight as far as for becoming a better lover? 
Mm. Like you talked about that, that always staying curious, always learning um, and continuing to stay open to the process of learning, cultivating your ability to be present. Um, I the One thing I'll add to that is openness. Um, and when I say openness, I'm not saying that means I, you have to be in, into everything. That's not what I'm saying. Um, but staying open to the idea that the way that you like to be sexual might one differ from your partner. And you might be like, oh, no, I'm not into that thing that your partner's like, I'm into this is an example that I thought I wasn't into someone making out my armpit. I'm highly ticklish. I'm like, please don't ever do that. I'll fucking kill you. I wouldn't well, want kill you. But you know, I will go crazy. <laughs> um, and then I had this really positive experience of someone making out with my armpit. And it felt amazing because I stayed open and got out of my own way. So I think some of the best lovers to, to being a lover to yourself and to other people are people who don't just buy into their hard no, unless their hard no is keeping you safe, then please buy into that. But if your hard no is like maybe a little bit like, I don't know, I'm not just a little unfamiliar. If it sounds a little interesting or weird or different or what, what I'm not used to, that you might actually discover some really good things there. And then that adds more to the erotic many of what you can do and share with partners, right? Like not, I mean, I'm not saying all good lovers have to be into so many things, but for, for me, my best lovers are people who are open to at least learning about maybe trying little bits of certain of, of things beyond what they thought that they were into. Uh, so yeah, but still honoring your nose. I'm, I'm huge on that. And I'll just add um, practice, practicing what you're learning and um, a- applying what you're learning about your own body and about your partner's uh, bodies. So is it's always a continuation. And if you kind of go back into the old methodologies that, you know, you maybe condition your brain to think were, were the ways that you got off previous partners. Why isn't this working? Um, I think practicing what you're learning about them now, like the, apply those things. And then as an openness, because like you, your body's always going to evolve, which is the exciting part of being a human being. It's also can be a pain in the ass if you're if you don't like change. Mm-hmm. So you have to embrace the changes that come with, with come with life, being a human being that's living on planet Earth. You have to remember that your body's going to change and your partner's bodies are going to change and your sex is going to change. Mm-hmm. And that can be really fun um, because humans crave, they crave newness. They crave the novelty of um, of new experiences, right? The novelty of experiences. So, and I would just one last thing, I'll make it really quick. It's a, it's a tagline at Shameless Sex. Go slower than slow and then slower than that. Um, so my, for me, just personally, my best lovers, again, were not in a rush. They were like, oh, okay, I'm going to make out with you for two minutes. And I'm diddly or clip really hard and stick my cock in you really quickly and then pound you out. And sometimes you could get a quickie, like mile but high clip. Have to have but yes to that. Yes, so when I say fuck me hard and fast, my, I, I, that's, I'm saying that because I want you to do that. My body's ready. But the, for the initial engagement to warm my body up, I need a lot of slowness. And then my body get, gets online. And this isn't just with new partners. This is with a partner that I've been with for over four years. Well, vulva owners also take about approximately, and this is research from the um, phenomenal uh, Emily Nagaski, who talks about, this is other research too, but she brings it together and come as you are about vulva owners taking about four times longer than penis owners for getting into their arousal. So think about that. Yeah, for the blood flow to, to, to hit all the right spots. So take your time, go slow. Unless someone says fast and hard and you're a yes to that, then please do that. But slower than slow and slower than that is really a wonderful, a wonderful tool to have in your toolkit. Before we continue on, we're going to take a short break to tell you about our sponsors. Hey, Love Tribe. I just want to ask you a few questions. I want to know why you guys are here. 
Are you here because you want to stop bickering with your partner? Do you want to feel truly heard? Are you looking for ways to reignite your sex life? Or do you want to feel more emotionally connected with your partner? And let's not forget about the fun. Do you long for those fun, giggly moments at the beginning of your relationship? Over the last decade of hosting this podcast with Chase, these have been our top questions. And we get it. We've been there. And that's why we created Spark My Relationship course, because we wanted to put the tools to unlocking a fulfilling relationship right in your hands. So we're offering this course, Spark My Relationship, for only $100 until April 6th. In less than 90 days, this self-paced course will help you create more passion, improve your communication, and build a stronger, more intimate connection with your partner, all while having fun doing it. We've collaborated with over 15 psychologists and therapists to bring you the strategies that marriage therapists teach their clients. This offer is only going to last until Saturday, April 6th. So head on over to our website, sparkmyrelationship.com and use the code FLASH24 at checkout to get the course for only $100. That's nearly 60% off and it won't last. The sale ends April 6th. That's sparkmyrelationship.com and use the code FLASH24 to get our course for only $100. Hey, Love Tribe. I have just a few questions for you. I want to know why you are here listening to the podcast. Are you here because you want to stop bickering with your partner? and you want to feel truly heard? Or are you looking for ways to reignite your sex life? Or do you want to feel more emotionally connected with your partner? Or do you just long for those fun, giggly moments of connection that you used to have at the beginning of your relationship? Well, over the last decade of hosting this podcast, those were the main reasons people tuned into the show. And we get it. We've been there. So we created our course, Spark My Relationship, because we wanted to put those tools to unlocking a fulfilling relationship right in your hands. We're offering $100 off our course, Spark My Relationship, which is a self-paced course designed to help you create more passion, improve your communication, and build a stronger, more intimate connection with your partner and have an amazing time doing it. We've collaborated with over 15 therapists and psychologists to bring you the strategies that marriage therapists teach their clients. So to unlock this special offer of our course, our listeners can visit sparkmyrelationship.com slash unlock to get $100 off. That's sparkmyrelationship.com forward slash unlock. I love that mantra and it kind of leads into understanding what it is that we want because I feel like slowing down and then going slower, it really helps us become more embodied, be more aware of sensations. I'm just speaking for myself, but and and understand what feels good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, I think for me, slowing down has been really difficult. And I think when we're talking about, um, being humans, well, slowing down is important, but, um, what that you were just going to say something too about the same thing. Well, I was thinking about, so the one thing I thought you talked about the masturbation piece right there, how to know what you want, uh, is 
starts with you, as April always says, and it's in our book many times. Um, and a lot of people are waiting for their partner to show them what they want. They're like, here, let me show you what what you might like. And it, if you're really, if you get lucky, maybe that'll happen. But at least for me, that's not how it usually happened. I had to really explore my own body through slowness. So my own self-pleasure practice, not just like diddling my clit to have an orgasm, which, which is great sometimes, right? Sometimes I need that. That's the release, right? Um, but to really figure out the exact pressure and uh, ways I like to be touched and, uh, and, and not relying on what you see in porn. No, no. What, and that's porn, where, porn, where I was going. Yeah, right. Porn can give you some inspiration as to some ideas to try, but don't try to, to be, I mean, they're, they're sexual athletes. Okay. Porn stars are amazing. And we're like, oh, you know, good for you for the work that you do. But a cock doesn't just slide into the butt without preparation. No. Okay. No, like, no, no. For instance, that's no. an example. Yeah. So take time to explore your body. And we're a huge fan of not just like a masturbation or a self-pleasure practice, but, um, but like actually making this extended experience. So, uh, if this is new to you and you're like, I don't know what I want, schedule this, put it in your calendar, block out, you know, 20, 30 minutes, maybe a couple days a week. Or if you have kids, like maybe you don't can't schedule it until they're asleep uh, and go and explore your own body slowly with your hands as if your hands have a mind of their own and they're getting curious or maybe or they're like the hands of a lover and they're getting curious about your body. And don't just go right to your genitals, explore the entire body and make your way to the genitals and just let your hands be almost like these little, like curious puppets. And I, when I've done this, I've done some wild shit. I was like, I didn't. It didn't. If you looked at it through a mirror, it did not look like masturbation. What I was doing, I was like massaging my thighs and like grabbing my ass and pulling my hair, and then like trying all these different things on my clitoris and around my and on my labia that I have not seen in porn because they don't show that, right? That's not what you see. Uh, so I think that yeah, having a self pleasure practice that isn't just to get off. And is more to discover your your unique body is really powerful. Also, sometimes people might not might not know that they need more intimacy and deeper connection. It might not be the physical aspects of their relationship. So kind of identifying if you had to on your own, what are the things that you feel you want more of, right? Not what's missing necessarily, because I think they go hand in hand, but what you want more of. Is it more, I want more attention or affection from my partner? And it could be outside of the bedroom, but those tiny pieces, um, or I want more intimacy. I want to talk more about, about what we're going to do in the bedroom with my partner. Or I just want more attention from my partner because they're always working or they're always busy or we have kids and it's impossible to get their attention. Um, so remembering that it's not necessarily always about sex. Uh, sometimes it's about those other pieces in relationship that um, can lead to better sex. So those are a few pieces that came up for me. As you guys were saying that, I was thinking of just this idea too of what we think we want is maybe not aligned with what we actually want. And these practices will help us get more in touch, but certainly porn culture, pop culture in general will influence us to be like, yeah, like, I'm going to be into that. And it's like, have we really taken the time to lie in the bed by ourselves in this practice of just touching ourselves with our hands and trying to, we can't eliminate all the input we've already received or the shame or whatever, but really trying to be present and, and go, this feels good. This doesn't. And, and then outside of the bedroom, because sex is not all in the bedroom. It's like you said, the connection that's there. And it really takes like a conscious approach of 
taking the time and space for ourselves to do this and then engaging with our partner, communicating with them. Hey, like I did this practice and I notice it really feels good when I'm rubbing my own head. And maybe it's that you actually don't even want your partner to rub your head. You want to rub your own head, you know, when you're connecting with your partner. Well, that's a thing. We talk about this all the time, Amy and I, in our book, outside of our book, but making sex play. It doesn't have to be so serious. Like, okay, it's going to be sensual. I'm going to be sexy right now. You can play. It can be play for adults where it can be fun. You can laugh. You can make fun of fucked up experiences when they happen because they will. I mean, don't make fun of your partner and be mean. But like if sometimes you want to or or you have you really want to line up a threesome and all of a sudden it starts happening, you're like, this is not what I want at all. It's OK to press pause and be like, you know what? Let's revisit this. Maybe I just want to drink tea with two other people. Mm-hmm. And one of them was you. And we could talk about how <laughs> awkward this was. So we're having a tea party now. So yeah. now we're having a tea party. Yeah, they embrace the awkward or the ridiculousness. That's like we have this in our book uh, with the um, the phenomenal sex educator Midori talking about role play, uh, kink, dominance, and submission. And you know, especially if something's new to you, like let's try this new semi-wild thing. You dress up like Batman. Yeah. And you be Catwoman. Yeah. It's like, okay. Except then you come in, you like slip on the floor and like my cock doesn't get hard. We're trying to bang. I'm like, oh God, we fucked this up. The kid gets caught up yeah. in the cock. You never know. Yeah. Or like find my one of my hairs in your butthole or, yeah. I, or I fart while you're going down. I mean, whatever. <laughs> let's laugh about it. I'm like, oh, look, well, I guess we're human. That's funny. Okay. So there's some sillies. Ha, ha, ha. Do can we still move forward? Do we need to shift something in the way that we move forward? Um, and that can just make it so much more fun and, and to engage in. Like, I, yeah, I love that. It is play, and you can do serious sex if that's your jam. That's cool. But also check out some some playful sex because it's a really good time. And I think that's kind of like a analogous to life in general. I love that approach of like it's it's a more fun way to move through life when things aren't always so serious and we need that, you know. I think I think so if we can cultivate that outside of the bedroom or or vice versa, cultivate it inside the bedroom but bring that to the rest of your life because I don't know what it was if it was something I read or something I made up, but like as a kid, it left a big impression of like, it was some serious scenario, like really serious. And it like you're describing in the bedroom, like your your hair gets caught in someone's butthole. Like that can be like so charged and it's like this tense moment and you're connecting and you're vulnerable and then that happens and it'd be like, oh God, and, and there's shame and all this, but to like laugh at it. And mm-hmm. I, I forget what it was. <laughs> For some reason, robbing a bank came to mind. Like someone was robbing a bank and you're terrified and you're a hostage, but like the robber slipped and someone started laughing and it was like, oh God, it was like, there's probably a word for it. A moment that takes you out of the moment in a sense. Mm -hmm. And look, I don't want to be involved in a bank robbery or that, (laughs) but like having, we could take that and everything could be so serious and charged and scary, or it's like, well, that was funny. You know, I'm kind of butchering the whole idea of this, but but I love that as a, a approach to sex and, and life in general. I just did this just the other day. I was playing with my partner. We were, we were having sex and you weren't he, playing at the at the at the park. No, no, <laughs> so we weren't playing the park. It was sex. OK, so he's on the bed. I'm naked. And I like I forgot I went into the bathroom or something and I was trying to be sexy, like coming back and like almost like running and jumping on the bed. Well, I didn't realize that the the bed frame had these corners that stick out. Which oh, no. Me and corners are not we're not friends. This is always a thing. 
my shin right on this corner. It hurt like hell. He heard, he's like, oh, and then I, and I'm naked and I could go down this rabbit hole of like, oh my God, I'm not sexy. I fucked that all up. I killed the mood. Instead, I was just like, <laughs> I'm probably bleeding, but you know what? It's so bandaid and let's see what happens next. And and it was great. We had great sex. <laughs> sometimes you just got to tap into your childlike self. That's I, I do on a regular basis, even sometimes when I'm like having serious business meetings, uh, not like the sexy uh, childish self. But I'm like, I like to make jokes and t- we can't always take life so seriously. And sex is not any different. And bank robbery, maybe I haven't thought about <laughs> that. Someone's king. But you know what? Like, <laughs> that's great. I don't go into banks very often anymore. Uh, but but if that ever happened, I would try to make a joke and hopefully I didn't get shot. Yeah. <laughs> well, that didn't go well. <laughs> I don't know that's why, a- but that was like some childhood memory and, and the idea of like, yeah, I could laugh and that would make things better because yeah, that uh, sounds like baby chase, baby, yeah. the, like 11 year old chase. Like, yeah, <laughs> something like that. But but I, I, I really love that point. And I think it's a beautiful way to, to wrap up this conversation. And I really enjoyed it with you guys. I know our listeners will, too. Before we wrap up, can you tell our listeners about your new book, where they can find it? And if there's anything you want to emphasize or leave our listeners with, and then we'll say goodbye. Well, uh, our book is everywhere books are sold. It's called, you can look up Shameless Sex. So if you're a Barnes and Noble person or you like bookshop.org, supporting your local independent bookstores, you can do that, Shameless Sex. Um, but it's almost like a choose your own adventure, although that's already trademarked. So if um, y'all are born 80s, 90s, there were choose your own adventure books. So this is a choose your own pleasure path, meaning you can go back and choose the outcome you desire for your sexual experiences. And there's um, there's so much in there. It's not just Amy and I telling you what to do because we don't do that. That's not what our podcast is about. Um, we employ the help of uh, experts, therapists, doctors from all um, from all over the world uh, to help provide you with the different pleasure paths that will get you the outcome you desire for, for maybe that month or maybe that year, um, maybe that partner. Uh, but it's something you can revisit again and again. And Amy and I always say, this is the book we wish we had when we were teenagers, when we were in our 20s, um, 30s, 40s. Um, you know, I know that I will go back when I'm in my 50s, 60s, 70s. And I I, I love, I love the content. It's also, um, there's an audible version. Amy and I read that every other chapter um, that's also available and um, what else? I'm sorry, Amy, oh, help me out. Yeah, that, yeah, no, that that was great. Yeah, um, it's uh, so when we say choose your adventure, by the way, it's not fiction. Like there's not gonna, an abominable snowman that's going to pop out. Uh, it is. This is how to bang an abominable snowman. Yes, here you go. Chapter if that's the eight. outcome you desire, go to page 50. Um, so yeah, it's, it is uh, you. And I think that that's, this goes to the premise of shameless sex. You are a unique sexual being. Only you get to decide, uh, well, abiding by consent, of course, who you are as a sexual being and how you live as a sexual being. And we are giving you all these ideas and concepts and, um, you know, modalities, formulas, et cetera, on how to understand that and figure that out. Uh, so yeah, we are very proud of this book. Please, please, please the support us. Subtitle though, it's really long, but we wanted to do a, a great job. Yeah. Um, we were just on Dan Savage's show and he says, he's like, I love a long <laughs> subtitle. We're like, thank you. We really crushed it. Choose your own pleasure path to unlock the sex life you've been waiting for. Mm-hmm. Also just known as Shameless Sex. Shameless Sex. Um, <laughs> and our podcast, we've, again, we um, have had a podcast since 2017, um, almost like the I Do podcast. And you're a little bit older. Good good job. Um, <laughs> and uh, where anywhere podcasts are listened to, we are going to be... Um, doing retreats annually. We just finished our first one in Costa Rica, Pura Vida. 
uh, and we'll do another one in Tulum in April 2024, um, as well as probably a couples retreat at some point in the future. And we also will be doing a bit of a book tour, uh, which Salt Lake City, I don't know where your listeners are based, but we'll be in Salt Lake City beginning of December. Then we'll be in New York and Philly and LA. January, February. Yeah. So check us out, shamelesssex.com. And then any any social handles, if you're a social media person listening uh, at shamelesssex podcast shameless sex podcast shameless sex podcast Sean Connery <laughs> oh I love him beautiful well thank you guys we'll have those links in our show notes and on our website and thank you for taking the time to come on the show today thank you thank for you thank you guys so much for tuning into today's episode as always all the links to the guest as well as any of their recommendations will be in the show notes page you can find the link to that in the episode description or by going to idopodcast.com click on the podcast tab up at the top and you will have access to all the episodes that we've ever done there are over 300 of them uh, and while you're on our website if you haven't checked out our free 14 day happy couple challenge we really hope you do. It's a free email challenge that we send to you. It's 14 days of fun, easy, doable challenges to help strengthen and improve your relationship. And if you're looking for something that provides a little more help with working on your relationship, whether it's improving intimacy or communication with your partner or just bringing the spark back, we would love for you guys to check out our online course, Spark My Relationship. We're offering $100 off to all of our listeners if you go to sparkmyrelationship.com forward slash unlock. We've worked with over 15 psychologists and therapists to create the real life tools and strategies that they are teaching their clients. So we wanted to give them to you. It's a self-paced online course that can be done in as little as a month or up to three months. You can really decide how much or how little you want to do with your partner or maybe just yourself. So we hope you guys check that out. It's sparkmyrelationship.com forward slash unlock. Have a great day. You were listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com.